Welcome to another episode of the Good Listening To Show, your life and times with me, Chris Grimes. The storytelling show that features The Clearing, where all good questions come to get asked and all good stories come to be told. And where all my guests have two things in common. They're all creative individuals and all with an interesting story to tell. There are some lovely storytelling metaphors. A clearing, a tree, a juicy storytelling exercise called 54321, some alchemy, some gold, a cheeky bit of Shakespeare and a cake. So it's all to play for. So yes, welcome to the Good Listening To Show, your life and times with me, Chris Grimes. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we shall begin. Seamlessly introduced there, and I even gave myself a count of four, so I won't need to edit this monkey afterwards. Lovely. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a particularly exciting episode. They're all exciting, but this one particularly so. Uh, this is a very gifted, uh, award-winning actor, mm. writer, and comedian. This is Jonathan or Johnny Hansler. Jonathan Hansler, welcome to The Clearing. Did I pay for, pay you for that earlier? Did I? No, not at all. No money has changed hands. <laughs> there we go. In in making this wonderful man bathed in the sunlight of the good. Thank you, my friend. Yes. You. So um, we have history. Uh, we do. We go we way know. back when. Um, I yes. was working as a waitress in a cocktail. No, I wasn't. I was working as a barman in production village in Cricklewood when Lord, I was we, I, yes. drama yes. teacher training, circa nineteen eighty two to eighty six, and about nineteen eighty four. You burst in the door. I did, um, yeah. Yeah, wearing a centurion's outfit. Yes. And, um, well, th th that was just worth double taking at. And the legend of you. Well, that was an extraordinary time because a friend of mine had been to see um, Billy Graham at the, um, at the uh, Wembley, I think it was, because that's where we were near. And incidentally, that's where I am now, that kind of area. It's strange how you, how you come back to where you were um but yeah it was very interesting um because he'd been to see that and uh, i, I my, my real intention was to go out there as john cleese in the life of brian and tap him on the shoulder and go you're fucking nick bill beauty <laughs> you know and um <laughs> but he just turned around and went hello john as if it was completely normal so i think i don't know it was just something i did and then what was so strange about that i don't think i've got the guts to do it today but i was only i was very young and um and I, um, I literally uh, jumped on stage uh, after the there'd been a punk band on. I remember pogoing to this. They never had comedy in that place ever. I don't think they ever had any stand up there. Apart from me behind the bar. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But I also remember being completely wrecked out of my because in those days people just rolled. Everything just happened. You didn't even, you know, it's not like today where everything's sort of clean and lovely. It was all, you know, it was it was a dirty place to be. Let's be honest. And um, and you know, people were rolling up this and puffing that and not anyway somebody had a big reefer and i just thought i'll have some of that and um right at the end they uh this punk band left the stage and i thought i was completely out of my head dressed in a roman centurion's outfit i thought oh empty stage and i jumped on it and i must have riffed for about I, I, ages i can't remember but i talked about um how i would i said something like leg of the six halt and I looked out around for an invisible legion and I said, I've lost 3000 troops. Has anyone seen? And this whole riff about accidentally turning up to a time warp in the middle of Wilsdon Green. Oh, and yeah. so, and something, it. it was extraordinary because um, at the end of it, they passed a pot round full of 50 P bits. And I just wished at that juvenile, very young age channel four had been in and my career would have been set. But unfortunately it has been a rough road, a very so, rough road, but yes, there we go. 
Indeed, and, and you mentioned John Cleese in there. You have been the official uh, yeah. Balti for John yeah, Cleese. 2019. What a in privilege. The show. Well, it was an incredible privilege because what people don't realise is that back when we were in Edinburgh in 2019, no one had heard the original year the lines for 40 years. So there were people sat at the tables, you know, going, my God, it, we had the licence to do the actual lines from the series, which nobody had had apart from amateur rights. And we will uh, we will what, come on to that. So sorry, yeah. I'm just I'm just quite keen to make sure that we keep the structure for yeah, you absolutely, absolutely. so that we don't let everything unpack all at the same yeah, no, time. Sure, sure. Um and yes, yeah, so you came in as a, a half-cut centurion, you'd lost three thousand men. That's yeah. how we met. Um, that's how we met surreal or what and, and I appreciate also, you know, you I have great respect for you because you have had a troubled path. Yes, very I, much. So. I, and um, you you have come up with a beautiful quote, which is, "You've truly lived, but then suffering creates greatness." And in your LinkedIn profile, you go, "Look, I've become a Buddhist." All right. So <laughs> yes, I, whatever's happening is you're you're configuring towards finding a state of poise and calm, and having it all to, makes having, sense. have no choice. Have no choice. When you when you have suffered a, a lot in your life, and I, I talked about my abuse on on um, on um, on the uh, what was it? Uh, boarding schools a secret shame. I spoke out about it, and I uh, and I also talked out about uh, that on the ITV news. And when you have had that kind of childhood, life is extremely difficult. It's a very tough path to walk. And I had no idea, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm eight and a half years dry. I'll be eight and a half years dry on the 24th of July. Yes, um, eight and a half years dry this July. Just yeah. this July was a lovely riff, I thought, for you. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Dry July. Yeah, that's, I like that. That's lovely. Yeah, eight and a half years. And um, I had no idea as an alcoholic. I, mean, I think the problem was it wasn't, I, wasn't a, I wasn't an alcoholic because I just wanted to be it was because I was covering up a lot. I was covering up my past. I didn't want anyone to know what I was. I was ashamed of who I was. And literally, Chris, I threw my career away. I think I really did. I mean, I don't think I had much of one anyway, but but I um I I you know I had the odd telly here and there, but it took me 20 years to get a telly because I had a lazy eye, uh, which no one would cast me for. So I was sort of in the doldrums for many, many years. It, it's been a fight, man. It's been a non-stop fight. And I didn't actually go to AA, I just literally did it all myself. I'm very stubborn like that. And I think it's because when you don't ask for stuff and as a kid my, me and my dad did we didn't see eye to eye i got two lazy ones why would i but um but we didn't we didn't we didn't we didn't see you know we didn't and um and so it it was very difficult i never asked he was quite but he, he ha i won't go into my dad because everyone you know one of the things you learn in buddhism is you have to take responsibility for for yourself you're you're that you are yourself um responsible for your own actions in life yes and if if you have bad karma then that comes from, and they, their belief is it comes from another life and then this life you know that is what you have and you must take responsibility you can't go poor me and it, and, and, and and that and, and yeah. if, if i may what I, what i have really noticed and admired and respected in you is your tenacity your gift of keeping going and the yeah. fact that it is all configuring but as you say out of darkness comes light often and uh, yes. again your quote of you know, from suffering comes greatness and so and the good news is we're still that. here and you're still here. I'm and, still here. Yeah. And, and as I say, we'll, we'll, we'll invite you in the sort of structured way to go deep, because what I don't want you to do is just sort of riff everything. No. no. Um, so um, we'll talk about John Cleese. We'll talk about the fact that, you, um, and by the way, you do a very good line in being unhinged in a film that you did called Axed. And I thought of unhinged beyond the fringe is what I thought I'd say to you. Oh, bless you. Because nice I know you. that you are a Peter Cook 
great aficionado, He's if my I hero. may. He's my hero. I, I, I know you're going to talk about him. I must say this quickly while I remember, if you don't mind. I know we've got to do things, but Cook, I believe, was abused. I think if you only have to look, he, why did he die at the age of 57 from alcoholism? You answer, have to answer so many questions with these people, but this is a time when no one spoke out, no one could say what the things that happened to them, they weren't allowed to. You know, so I, 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 I think that that happened to him as well. Mm. Um, in fact, someone says the odd thing about children who've had that situation is, I don't want to go too deeply into that, but, but, but have had that situation, they have a twinkle in their eye. Mm. And people have told me I had that. And they said Cook had that as well. And, you know, he even alludes to it on Parkinson. And I, I sit there and I cringe slightly where other people laugh a lot. Their whole, you yes. know, everyone's laughing in those days. The whole audience in Parkinson are cracking up. And you're thinking, hang on a second. There's something very serious about this. Yeah, there's but cracks anyway. in the darkness, obviously. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What we're observing. And yeah. I know that you've written, a, again, I know you'll talk about this, but you've co-written a hit show, which is called Goodbye the Afterlife of Cook oh, and I wish, I wish it had a second life. I think I wonder and I worry that people uh, t- uh, don't know Peter and Dad are anymore. And it's just a shame their legacy has not carried on. I, 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 it, it isn't highlighted anymore. And I just worry that people won't, love them the way that I do. I think that because I think their material is timeless. I think if you, if you watch their, their stuff, it's not like Morecambe and Wise are brilliant. Don't get me wrong. But, but Cook and Moore's stuff is timeless. It is, it's, you know, and I, I, if there's a producer out there, this play's got eight dead comedians in it and it could have another life because it could all be about other comedians who've passed as well. So it's all about dead comedy, basically. And I know you co-wrote it with Clive Greenwood as well. Talented man who's out there. And by the yeah. way, Dudley Moore, even in How I Got Going, I remember seeing the film Arthur, and that's completely blew me away about the, yes. sort of, the joy and the simplicity of being silly. Um, yes. And that, it, he was silly and rich. And I thought, hey, I could be quite good at being, I'm not rich, but I'm quite good at being silly. But I'm yes. rich in other ways, as we know. Well, that's absolutely, that's what you have to be. So mm. you, you are as, um, you know, obsessive in a good way about Peter Cook, as I suppose I was well, with Stan Laurel. So there's there's quite a lot we've got in, well, Chris, in common Chris, in that what, what I must say, what I must say here quickly is that my only reason for coming into this industry because of a sketch Peter Cook and, and, and John Cleese did on a park bench called Interesting Facts, which Peter wrote for the Amnesty International 1979, whatever it was, um, Secret Policeman's Ball. And I, at that point, was so much, uh, I, I remember watching that, a little boy just sitting there going, Jesus, this is, this is amazing. What is this sketch? It is, it is, it's extraordinary. It's hilarious. It's, I don't know what this is, but I want to do what they do. I want to be what they are. Because I just think sitting on a park bench and having a whole world laughing at you, I just thought that's got to be great. So that year I asked for the book, the Amnesty International. I didn't want anything else for Christmas. I just wanted that book with the scripts in. And that was really what, and I, my actual real aim was not so much to become an actor, was more to become a comedian. I, I did go to Manchester Poly, but I got down to the last two and didn't get in. I was so angry because I knew they focused on comedy. And comedy has always been my beat, my heartbeat. Always, always. So, Jonathan Hasler, I'm going to take you through now. I'm going to curate you through yeah. the journey of The Good Listening yeah. To, where we're going to talk about clearing a tree. There's the 54321 exercise, alchemy, yeah. gold, cheeky bit of Shakespeare, a couple of random squirrels and a cake. So it's all to play for. So let's get you going then on a clearing for you, Jonathan Hansler, where do you go to get classifiery inspirational and able to think? Well, uh, where I am, I'm in Dollis Hill uh, in, in North London. And the place I go to is Gladstone Park. 
And Gladstone Park is named after William Henry Gladstone, the Prime Minister of Britain in Queen Victoria's time. And right at the top, there's this lovely little garden, which has got roses and it's got four park benches and you can just sit there and quietly watch the world go by. And actually you just get a sense of calm because um, it's just an ideal place just to be in the sunshine with the roses and little robins and things coming around popping around to say hello and pigeons of course i'm not huge fans of them unfortunately and if i may even as you've described that that is the absolute calmest you've been in the idea of going somewhere where you can be peacefully just people watching and letting the world pass you by yeah absolutely rather than getting caught in the vortex of trying to spin one's own narrative within it yeah yeah and i think i think it's that i think nature has become very important you know in life and nature is very wonderful and um so i love the fact you've got four park benches to choose from within Gladstone. yeah yeah well actually there's a lot more but there's some around the sides but in this sort of middle area there are four it's lovely and there's a tea room just around the corner and you can sit there in the stables they've got stables it's it's very sweet. very quintessentially english in a really it is it's way. a nice part of of what isn't really london in a way and i'm getting yeah. roses i'm getting sunshine i'm getting four yeah, benches in gladstone park yeah, it's beautiful. So if, if I may invite you to keep going with a sort of sense of calm and poise of being now on the bench of your choice amongst yes. the four, sit yourself down. And if I may, I'm going to arrive with a tree now to shake your tree to see which storytelling apples fall out. And uh, this is a bit waiting for Godot-esque, if you like. It's existentially uh, profound in its invitation and invocation to go as deep as you like, where you like with this uh, structure. So first of all, to shake your, your storytelling apples, how do you like them apples? It's four things that have shaped you, first of all, Jonathan Hansler. So uh, over to you to, to rustle in your canopy. Things that have shaped me. Well, can we just talk about things that are shaping me or have shaped me? Because... Well, round about once a decade, uh, and not to age us both, I know we've passed that age, round about once a decade. And by the way, talking about passing age, I noticed you have also played the old D'Artagnan in The Fourth Musketeers. Yeah. And of course, you know, it's a bit like my Juliet days are no longer. I've got to play the old Juliet, but you had to play the old. Anyway, sorry, that was a riff. So, yes, once a decade, something pretty profound will have happened. So it's shapage. Hence, yes. what shaped you. So rather than what's going to shape you now, which could be your Buddhism, for example, but but just just however you'd like to answer that. There's no right or way. Well, I think that. stopping drinking helped me enormously. Um, it, it was very difficult when I when you stop drinking because because um, you feel completely dry, dry as the word. You don't have anywhere. It's like being in a desert. There's no shade, so you can't hide from anybody. You can't be anybody other than who you are. And that makes you very vul vul vulnerable, volatile, all the Vs there. You know, it makes it, it, makes it a, a tricky place to be, uh, sobriety. Um, yeah. And um, another V that's there is visceral as well, because it means our response to the world is much more visceral, which is, again, yeah. actors can plumb into really well to access yeah. you know, ways of yeah. behaving. Um, so that's one. Um, Congratulations what, uh, again for being eight and a half years dry this July. That's wonderful. Yeah, I think that shaped me. Um, my friend Yasser Kayani has shaped me in a way as being somebody who is just, he's a wonderful comedian and a lovely, lovely man. He's, 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 I think he's a bit of a genius and he's, he's, he's probably my best friend, Chris. He's, he's um, a huge, large Pakistani uh, guy um, and he's just the funniest man you've ever met and so quick and funny, but always... 
I mean, it's like my therapist on the phone because I can phone him up and I'll feel literally better the minute I talk to him. And he always tells me what I should, takes me out of my awful moods at times, and you know, and, uh, and shapes me, you know. And I think, I think the realization that I did some very stupid things in my past. I've done some very stupid things. I've lost a lot of friends, I think, because of the fact that I didn't realize what had happened to me. I think I probably had a short fuse with people. I think, you know, I could have been, there's so many, you know, things that, that that's another thing that not getting as angry and, and being more relaxed with people. And, you know, I'm trying to think, as I say, Buddhism is, is certainly certainly shaped me. I I suppose in some ways, I mean, they say their father, your father shapes you, doesn't he? But but mine was very distant from me. Um, so I don't know if that was particularly shaping me. Um, is your father still with us? No, he's dead. He died in ninety eight. Mm -hmm. um, and. Um, it was very sad. I never was able to say goodbye to him, which was very, very tragic. Um, but I think uh, because of anxiety, which comes out of this childhood, as it were, you know, I'm, I can't go too far into stuff because, you know, but I think books have shaped me. I think um, certainly self-help has shaped me. Uh, or shelf help, as some people call it, because so <laughs> I mean, it's, on, it's on like you know, it's like loads of it. You know, I don't think I've got one book on Dickens. I've just got how to save your life, or how to do this, or how to typical only got person your shelf. an ex alcoholic. You know, just typical. You've only got um, your shelf to blame. Is only <laughs> your only shelf. That's good. That's good. I like that. That's very good. Yeah. Um, I, it's a, that's a difficult one. That. Can you can you throw me a line? I'm just trying to think. Can no, no, you sure. It's four things that have shaped you. We've had a, a, a lovely list so far. You've got your uh, best absurdity. friend. Absurdity has shaped me. Um, that's a really good thing. I love the absurd. I remember being a little boy and reading, thank God I did, reading Hilaire Belloc, um, devouring uh, Lewis Carroll, um, loving Milligan, loving surrealism and all the surreal. I'm a huge fan of Dario Fo, who I think is one of the greatest playwrights ever to that extent i always find harold pinter slightly surreal as well which i love i'd love to do the damn waiter for example because i know that would be very much my sort of thing because i've got that kind of quirky offbeat slightly non-actor's mind i think i've got a comedian's mind and, and by the way the absurdity makes complete sense because the moment of seeing someone come into a bar dressed as a dressed centurion, as a centurion was centurion, naturally yeah. absurd it was like well it, it's 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 all a bit crazy isn't it um but then i i, I you know i don't think i could continue this life without a sense of humor. And that is, I think, my saving grace. It's the thing that I think that shaped me. Certainly my sense of humor has totally shaped me into the person I am. Um, yeah. And yeah. you do do a, and I know you do a really mean, not impression, but you, you embody John Cleese brilliantly. It's very weird. It's very weird. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I think it was, it was Cook and Cleese. The, 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 the bit on the park bench when he goes, do you know your intestines are four miles long? And he goes, no, I didn't know that actually. How fascinating. Well, I'll tell you, it's an interesting, <laughs> another interesting fact is if the giraffe could leap pound for pound as high as the grasshopper, it'd save itself a lot of trouble. <laughs> And by the way, uh, have you met John Cleese? Obviously, I'm assuming he came to check out the show. If no, he no, he didn't. And we only talked to him on video. And the only thing he, he ever did, he, well, I didn't actually see him on. He was on video. He was what he watched our videos. No, we didn't see him. But he sent okay. messages back 
Very strange. He was, he was wherever he was. He didn't communicate. He never once spoke to me. But he actually did the voiceover for our Edinburgh show. But, you know, right. but wow. he's a strange person. I think I don't want to say that he's probably a lovely John. If you're out there, sorry, I didn't mean that. But uh, you know, um, but uh, he's you know he's a comedian. We're all strange, aren't we? They're all they're all. I think the great thing about comedians, and I absolutely mean this, is that they are gutsy bastards. They step over the line where a lot of actors wouldn't step. And I think this is the problem with casting a lot of the time. People need to take a long look at comedians because people who can both do both of those things. And I suppose if I'm throwing my strings to my bow out um twang, twang uh, yeah the things the strings to my bow i think um and i think people should take notice is that i can i've got that ability because of my past and you have to use your difficulties to your best advantage you know so if i've got anxiety i've got to use that anxiety in the strongest possible way and know where it is in order to facilitate it so I, if I can, if I play darkness, I can go great into intensity like nobody else, but I can play comedy in the extreme way, in the other way. Do you know what I mean? So that sort of area of, of dark comedy suits me very, very well indeed. That crossover between comedy and lightness. That you're you're alluding to sort of number nine, the League of Gentlemen, mm. the the you know flip side of Dominic Hyde. That weird kind of offbeatness almost yes. columbo-esqueness if you like uh that, that that sort of offbeatness is very much me but you're alluding to sort of seismic depth depth within yeah experience. i can go to very deep levels and i can be you know perfectly amenable but when i go to my depths i i can go there which a lot of people won't be able to do and i think having a command of comedy as well there's a twinkle in a comedian's eye that no act the actors don't have and I think it's really important that comedians and look, but casting directors a little bit more these days because I think they can do an awful lot of things. They can bring a light, they can light and darkness to things, light and shade, they can bring chiaroscura, all that kind of stuff. I think yes. comics are infinitely talented and extremely gutsy and extremely daring. But I love actors as well. I love, you know, Alec Guinness, I think, was absolutely brilliant, one of my favourites, you know. They're, they're you know... Um, uh, Bill Nye, brilliant, you know, but I, it, yeah. So listen, we're in the tree, still shaking your tree. We've done the four shapings now, and that's three things that inspire you. If there's any overlap, which I, there may well be, there's no right or wrong, but, but anything you'd like to say about three things that have definitely inspired you? Inspired me. Um, Roald Dahl, as a kid, I read a lot of his books. Actually, I didn't, strangely enough, I didn't read the children's books. I read his adult books when I was about 12 or 13, which were brilliant because they became Tales of the Unexpected. But they have that sort of strange twist at the end of, uh, you know, of every story. And I think there's a man who suffered because I think that twist can only come from someone who's actually not had it easy. Another man who hasn't quite you know, had it easy in life. And know? I just want to keep hold of that phrase for you, strange twist. That That's quite a good sort of through line in what we're talking about here there yeah. is, you know you are gifted but with a strange twist is what i'm noticing yes i would say that i would say that. and i mean that really kindly i'm just well, noticing that's very kind of you yeah a strange twist in terms of what your what your influences are and that sort of thing lovely yeah um well, of course, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore and 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 their eternal comedy, um, particularly Cook. Um, he's he is my inspiration. And people will say, what a strange inspiration to have. And 
he was an, unfortunately, I think probably the wrong inspiration in many ways, because he was a crazy alcoholic and a drug taker and did everything, all the bad things in life. But then I suppose only out of bad can come, come good. And, and, and um, I think Peter, unfortunately, didn't live long enough to find the good. Uh, which is a, such a shame. Whereas the good um, news is you got off the metaphorical bus quicker in order to realise that. Thank God I did, because I don't think I'd be here now, Chris. Really, I don't think I would. I think I might have been dead around about 14 or 24, 20, maybe if I carried on drinking, I don't think I'd have much. I mean, I've had a kidney stone removed this year. So you can, I think that might've been caused by, I don't know, but um, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I've been, I had that taken out earlier this year. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a tough year this year. Yeah. And I know that you had, a, um, you were being very visceral and honest during lockdown. I, I experienced you uploading quite a few films to Facebook through lockdown because yeah. you were, you were very much living the sort of being on your own experience, weren't you? I still am. I still am. Yes. I still am. You know, um, I worry that anyone would ever bloody have me because, but I think these days, I think hopefully with, Buddhism and finding a way through. Buddhism is incredibly powerful. Um, and uh, I think the inspiration, if you like, uh, you said of what inspired me um, was, was um, somebody I met uh, through who, who I, a, a woman called Maria, who talked to me about the Buddhist philosophy and, um, and kind of took me under her wing for a bit and helped me enormously when I was going through some very dark times earlier this year. And, just finding your way through Buddhism and finding your way into the light. I mean, I'm not going to say that I will forever be, I don't know. I'm just trying this out. I've only been doing it for two and a half months, so I can't tell you where I'm going to go, but it just seems to tick quite a few boxes to me because it says, as I say, take responsibility. Mm. Don't let other people do take it for you. I mean, Christianity is another argument, but then it's a pedestalized religion in the sense that you're always looking to someone else to take responsibility for you, or you're asking for answers from a higher power or whatever it is. Or seeking the validation of forgiveness from another. Oh, yeah, for yeah, forgiveness or whatever it is from somebody else. And sort of that will ease your shoulders. But really what I believe you have to do is to take it all yourself and say, well, actually, I've got to deal with this shit, but I'm going to have to, I, I will deal with it in, within myself rather than pushing it. I don't know. Anyway, um, so inspiration, Eckhart Tolle, the brilliant writer who wrote A New Earth and um, uh, who wrote, who talks a lot about um, the power of now and being in the present moment, which is extremely hard to do. And manifesting is a big thing with him as it, well, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, I would, I must say, um, uh, there's a wonderful director fellow who's always had faith in me called Sean Cronin. Um, he's got a movie which is coming out very soon. Uh, and be welcome, everyone must come to it. It's called um, Give Them Wings, and it's getting a premiere at the View. I'm in it in a very small part of an eccentric or, uh, inventor from Darlington, strangely enough. Um, and it's a wonderful film about meningitis and, um, and a, a, young, a guy who survives through that. And um, and it's going to be at the View Cinema in Leicester Square on the 28th of July. I know I'm putting a plug out, but I, I have to because then, you know, it's it's a great come, come, come one, come all. It's going to be a really good night. And what's the film called beyond 28th of July in case we, you know, people tune into this programme later? Yes, it's called it's called Give Them Wings. Give them wings about the life of Paul Hodgson, which is brilliantly played by Dan Watson, a young, a young, uh, I think he's from Newcastle, new, young Newcastle actor who mm -hmm. plays his part, and he does it supremely well. It's 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 extremely good, and it's a wonderful story about uh, almost uh, um, not a rags to riches. What do they call it? Uh, uh, 
a life journey, a good life journey. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, about a hero's journey. Yeah, it's got Toya Wilcox in it. It's got Bill Fellows. It's got it's got me in a tiny little role in the middle of it. But no. um, yeah, well, as they, let's call it a central role. Sounds better. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So we it's could, great. So we could now be on to uh, this is where the random squirrels come in. Two things that never fail to grab your attention, irrespective of anything else that's going on for you in your hectic mindscape, Mister Jonathan Hansler. So squirrels, whatever fails to grab your attention. Whatever fails to grab my attention, comedy will always grab my attention. Nature will always grab my attention. Boom and succinct. And <laughs> we're still there in in Gladstone Gardens in Gladstone Park. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Gladstone Park. Lovely. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, those are your squirrels. Nature and comedy. Lovely. Yeah. And now a quirky or unusual fact about you we couldn't possibly know until you tell us. Well, I can, I can tell you that my great-great-great-grandfather was the first person to be knighted by Queen Victoria. Oh, just tell us a bit more about that. Well, it's really funny because she was very ill. It was right at the beginning of her reign. And apparently he was, um, this is what I, you know, I, I don't know. He actually was a pub in King's Cross called the Hansler Arms, named after my grandfather. And they wouldn't let me get a free pint. It's closed down now. But, um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and um, and... Yeah, and it was, um, he was very, very tall, he was a tall chap, and um, she was extremely small. And she had this massive sword that I think it was, whoever it was, the one before her, it was it William of Orange or something like that, I can't remember, I think it was someone like the Williams or the Anns or something like that. Anyway, it was a big battle axe of a sword, which people have been, if they've been dubbed with, had been dubbed with, and she couldn't lift it to get to his shoulder. And we'd take it over his head to chop his head off. So she said, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, would you mind going away? And um, he had to come back again a second time to be dubbed with, with a sword that's used today. Ah. Uh, and he's the only man in history to be dubbed twice. So he was Sir Sir. No, he wasn't Sir Sir Jonathan. No, he wasn't. He was Sir If he had a lisp as well, he could just keep on yeah, giving. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, he was apparently a spy for Napoleon, but he was also, for not Napoleon, I mean, Wellington. That would be very bad if he'd been executed. No, but he was a spy, he was a spy for Wellington. Apparently he owned a vintners as well, which is probably where I, my father died, unfortunately, of alcoholism, which is probably where it all went through the family, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, in Charing Cross Road, he owned a vintners. Gosh, yeah. that was very The other thing, moment. I'll tell you a couple of other things. I've got a simian line on the part of my hand which you probably can't see that's common in uh, it's uh it, it's tony blair had to some other people they're, they're, it's, it's one straight line across the palm of the hand where you normally have a headline and heart line i've, I've got a simian line i had a hypertropic squint when i was a kid one percent of the children of the population have that and i had hyperlexia which is the opposite of dyslexia which is where a four-year-old could read the times i could read at the age of eight what a four-year-old could read so, yeah. easy target just keeping on giving with the quirky no, there you unusual go. That, that, I, I thought i'd throw them all in in one but there no. you go so sift through that load of yeah. old facts. Fantastic. Yes. Lovely. Uh, and now uh, we're going to um, stay in the clearing, having shaken your tree. And now uh, we're going to move away and talk about alchemy and gold. And again, if there's any overlap, don't worry. Yeah. So when you're at purpose and in flow, comic actor Johnny Hansler, what are you absolutely happiest doing in what you're here to reveal to the world? Um, comedy. Um, I love doing comedy. I love I love just coming up with stuff. I love free-forming sometimes and um, working with people who have got the most bonkers ideas. I love people who think outside the box, like your good self, sir. You know, I love people who are infinitely creative. I love surrounding myself with talented people because um, that can only inspire. 
uh, and inspirational people I find absolutely wonderful to be around, you know. Um, yeah, um, I th uh, that's, I think, I, when, I'm, when I'm probably at my happiest is within the company of good people. And so there's a lovely desire for ensemble in there. There's collaboration. I know you've been in an award-winning uh, comedy double act called Teak Show as well. Yes, nine years, nine point. years of stand-up, a sketch comedian and a stand-up. I mean, it's just, it's... It, and she went off and did a PhD. Didn't even tell me. Can you believe it? Oh, but anyway. she's still out there, and you can sort of say, "Well done on your PhD." Now I'm I sorry. could. Well, I could if I want. No, I should. I should. I, I am a little bit angry. I have to say <laughs> okay. about the fact that it. You know, it. I mean, I. I've Remember, it's alchemy and gold. A great deal. The thing is, you know, I can, it's alchemy and gold, not a bag of wasps. <laughs> exactly. One of one of the great things about uh, sketch comedy, and having done it for so long, for nine years, I've been even longer because I was with two other teams before that. So I've all through all my life, I've done sketch comedy, but. But one of the great things, and I, I'm a member of London Comedy Writers as well, and they're a brilliant group, by the way. I should always plug them because they're fantastic. That's one of the last times I saw you, by the way, when that, your um, entourage were hosting a films night and I came to London. Oh, yes. And, and, and my film Knock Knock, which I think you were kind enough to That's right. Yes. yes, 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 of course. Of course, I think we forget these things. But, um, yeah, so that... They're a wonderful, wonderful group. I can't remember what I was saying before. I say something, I've, my brain's gone wobbly. What, what no, we're, we're talking about uh, the bag of what, well, you were in a comedy um, double act. Yeah, nine years. In, in a double One of the great things about doing that is that you can flip on a sixpence to play practically anything. And I think one of the great things, I ain't no dancer and I can probably sing a bit. I need, I need to push myself more in that area. But what I am is someone who can certainly if wanted to do about 35 characters in about half an hour if i had to Get you know in. I mean? that's bang for your buck right there yeah exactly i'm cheap <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, jonathan hansler i'm going to award you with a cake so rather than just splotching it in your face slapstick yeah. styly uh, this is now a multi-layered cake whereby you get to put a cherry on the cake uh, easy i've just knocked a lamp with my elbow um, as i'm gesticulating around uh, so you get to put a cherry on the cake which it takes the form of stuff like a favorite inspirational quote that's always given you sucker but given you uh you know you, it's pulled you towards your future and by the way i did want to reiterate your lovely quote you've truly lived but then suffering creates greatness is something you said yourself i, I thought it's boom, true i think it's true so, sorry let me just lay this out so yeah. it's the quote and then what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given and 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 what help notes or advice might you offer to a younger version of yourself jonathan hansler and then finally, this is where Shakespeare comes in. We'll talk about legacy and how, inspired by all the world's esteemed and all the bitter women merely players, how you'd most like to be remembered. Lovely, lovely, lovely. So the cake, first of all. Do you like cake, Jonathan Hansler? I do, but I've given up sweet things because um, of anxiety, actually. So um, because uh, if you have too any chocolate or your 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 blood, you know, you can you can go into not good places. So I don't um, I don't eat sweet things i'll try not to anyway so sugar equals anxiety in your it can do. Of it. it can do yeah. yes it can do yeah so um you can have a vegan you can have any alternative to cake but we're just going to give you something that you'd like pleasing to put a cherry on the top of so your metaphorical cake mm. what's what i like it's put a cherry on the top of um do you know i had something i had it there and it was a, it was a quote it was a quote and it's blessed are the cracked for they let the light in. Blessed are the cracked, for they let the light in. Is that what you just said? Yes. 
and sorry, I, I'm, it was your line, but I just wanted to make sure I captured it. So just say it one more time. Blessed are the cracked, for they let the light in. I can tell you're a good voiceover as well. That was lovely. And now... I think it's really true. It's, I think Leonard Cohen said it. it. In other words, it's saying if you're slightly mad, it's rather good. Because you're slightly mad, it's rather good. That's another one. Yeah. Lovely. And um, yes, now, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given in, in the... Well, the, uh, the best piece of advice I've learned is don't drink. And I don't... I'm, I mean that in the most honest and... I can just tell you how evil that stuff is and how long it takes you to get out of that terrible place because it is horrendous stuff. You know, my dad died of it. Uh, I suffered from him because of it. Um, and, you, you know, now coming eight and a half years dry, it's been a very difficult path to, to find a way out through that. Um, you must keep hold of the rhyme, by the way. Eight and a half years dry this July. I know. Eight and like, and a half I really congratulate you for it. I know I've said it for a third time, but I no, want no, to incorporate the congratulations. It's absolutely fine. The great thing is I'm reliable. You know, I'm never going to be I'll t never going to turn up pissed on a, on a day of a set because that will never happen. You know, and, I, you know, I've learned so much by my mistakes. I realized, in, a, in, a, in fact, that I must have had anxiety or deep anxiety from it's quite serious anxiety um, from the age of 14. So all through my career, I've done 90, I've got 90, I'll shut up in a moment, but I've done 90, I've got 94 IMDB credits, 95 now, I think, um, you know, I've worked solidly. So people must have liked me for some fucking reason, <laughs> but it can only get better, can't it? Because I'm now, you know, as I say, uh, going into Buddhism, just calming my system down, just trying to get better you know, as a, as a human being, really as a human being, I think more than any, the only person you can't please anyone else, but you can only be happy within yourself. So I think that's another thing to really take. You cannot be happy if you're trying to make other people happy or asking, you know, why is someone trying to fix people? You can't do that. You have to find your happiness within yourself before you can move on to other people or try and fix somebody else. Because if you're not fixed yourself, what the hell are you doing? Yes. So self-help is the yeah, self-talk. Absolutely. And I'm absolutely. really struck with your rate of delivery that calmed down tangibly when you were talking about your happy place, which is the Gladstone Park, yeah. which is fantastic. So calm is good. Really fantastic. Very much so. Um, yeah. Having moments of, of calmness. Yeah. 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 And now inspired by Shakespeare. Oh, in fact, let's go there. What, what, Notes, help, or advice might you offer a younger version of yourself now that you've got to this point? Well, still here? I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say don't drink, and I'm going to say don't take drugs, don't do those things. Um, because if you're serious about being in this business and you're serious about getting on, um, you're going to fall, you're going to fall bad, and um, you know, really don't you know, focus on what you believe in and what you dream of and don't let those dreams turn into nightmares is that now, every now and again i quite like to have a little pocket of silence that was lovely and yeah. so now inspired by shakespeare and the seven ages of man speech all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players i know you know this but i'm just riffing on this yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah how yeah. when all is said and done would you jonathan hansler like to be remembered like to be remembered um 
I got there. <laughs> uh, I got there. Um, um, I think I'd like to say, I hope I helped. I hope I helped. And where can we find out more about you, Jonathan Hansler? You mentioned your 95 or so credits on IMDb, but where can we find out where, more about you on the hinterweb, please? Oh, well, I'm all over the Twitter and the, all those things, um, LinkedIn. Um, I'm on the Spotlight. Uh, my, my stuff's on Spotlight. Um, yeah, uh, I've got a new reel going up there. And um, I've got a comedy reel, commercial reel, and a straight reel. So if you want to look at any of those, they're all up there. Um, yeah. Um, is that useful? Probably. Absolutely useful. Wonderful. And um, as this has been your moment in the sunshine here in the good listening to clearing or serious happy place of your choosing, which has been the Gladstone Park uh, benches. Yes. Um, as this has been your moment in the clearing, is there anything else you'd like to say whilst we've got you here? Ooh. Yeah, get me some work. I'm good and I'm cheap. And uh, yeah, I'll even work Sundays, mate. Yeah, you know. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have been. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice one, Centurion, going full circle back to circle. Full circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Am... Oh, by the way, one thing just before I go, Chris. Do come down 28th of July, the, the, the uh, <laughs> da, 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 Leicester Square, the uh, View Cinema, Leicester Square. Tickets are available. I, uh, there's a link somewhere, Sean Cronin. Look at Sean Cronin's page. Yes. And come down 28th of July. Wonderful. Uh, and if you happen to be minutes. listening to this post that date, uh, it was a marvellous event. And Jonathan had a triumph. Yeah, marvellous. Very silly. So thank you so much, Jonathan, for gracing us with your presence here in the Good Listening to Show Clearing. I am absolutely delighted, as I say, coming full circle, that you're still here and ploughing beautifully on all these years on, because I'll never forget the first impression of um, Mr. Centurion coming into the cocktail bar of Production Village in Cricklewood. I think Which is sadly no longer and is now... I went up there the other day, but yeah. It's not still here. But we're still here. We're still All here, good. mate. We're still here, yeah, indeed. Nice warm Centurion. And um, Take care. yes, brilliant. See you as, next as time. You were. Thank you very much indeed. And good night. Good night. You've been listening to the Good Listening To Show here on UK Health Radio with me, Chris Grimes. Oh, it's myself. If you've enjoyed the show, then please do tune in next week to listen to more stories from The Clearing. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, then please do so. There's also a dedicated Facebook group for the show too. You can contact me about the programme, or if you'd be interested in experiencing some personal impact coaching with me, care of my Level Up Your Impact programme, that's chris at secondcurve.uk. On Twitter and Instagram, it's... At that Chris Grimes. So until next time, from me, Chris Grimes, from UK Health Radio, and from Stan... To your good health. And goodbye. So, Jonathan Hanser, this is my um, deliberate strategy of Captain's Log Supplemental, having just given you a damn good listening to and the good listening to share. Um, can I just ask for your immediate feedback? What was that like being given a good listening to? It was lovely. Um, it was good. I mean, I, I, I kind of was a bit annoyed at myself. I should have had more stuff, but I, I, I hope I served the purpose of it well. Um, you know, I, I think I talked about most of the things. I didn't go too much into my past, but 
I didn't particularly want to. I think people know about my past anyway. I did say boarding school's the secret shame, so I think you can work out what that was. You don't have to go into too depth to actually describe sure. that. Do you know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. And nor was I nudging at that either, because there's just no. an invitation and an invocation to go as deep Absolutely. as you like. Including as you like. So uh, thank you for your very sincere and profound answers, I thought. Thank you. So anything else you'd like to say? No, but thanks, Chris, for, for uh, having me on the show. I'm really grateful to you, man. Um, you know, it's it's been a real privilege and a pleasure uh, to talk, you know, Um and to be, you know, to be honest as well, and just to open up and, you know, trying to, hopefully this will help people. I hope so. Wonderful. I hope so. Thank I hope you so much. Oh, one thing I want to say, and I, I must say this, can you spread this? I may not, this may not get on there, is the Buddhism I do is called SGI Nishiran Buddhism. It is Soka Gakkai International, and it's incredible. And if you want to do it, just look up SGI.UK. I think it's SGI.co.uk or SGI.co.uk. It's called Nishiran Buddhism. And it's, it, I think it's starting to save me and it could save, I mean, it, you know, I'm looking pretty good these days, so I'm getting there. I'm still here. So, you know, it can help other people as well. Wonderful. Thank you, Johnny. And thanks, man. Good night.